What's up, guys? It's your girl, Victoria J. from 12th Street Talk Back, here to tell you about my new friends and partners, BetterHelp. Thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this podcast. Guys, did you know BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service and it's 100% online? That's right. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists that can help you with a wide range of issues. All you need to do to get started is answer a few questions about your preferences and your needs for therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can sit back, get comfortable, and you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable via text, chat, video call. You can even schedule live sessions. And if your therapist is not the right fit for you, for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional cost. With BetterHelp, you get the same quality and professionalism that you can expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist that is custom-picked for you. More scheduling, flexibility, and the best part, at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month with BetterHelp.com slash 12th Street. That's BetterHelp.com slash 12th Street. 12th Street, and tell them Victoria J sent you. Peace and blessings to you. Welcome, 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 one and all. Welcome back to 12th Street Talk Back. It's your girl, Victoria J. Come on in, guys. Come on in and rest a while with your girl. Kick up your feet on this beautiful Sunday evening or beautiful Sunday afternoon. Yes, 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 yes. We are in the building. Hello, one and all. Hello, one and all. I am delighted to be back in the building doing another episode for you guys. I hope you guys are excited to have a conversation with your girl. Sit back, relax, get into the flow on this Sunday afternoon. So, guys, have you been pouring into yourself after this beautiful holiday season that just passed? Did you eat lots of things that you know you probably shouldn't have ate and getting back into the gym on today or Monday? Did you chop it up with family and friends and just get into your zone? Did you put up your Christmas tree? Christmas is right around the corner. You know, most of the retail stores all but single out Christmas as soon as September comes you can find an aisle or maybe two filled with Christmas stuff right before the Halloween, right before Thanksgiving leading up to Christmas so this is my favorite holiday season, Christmas, Thanksgiving oh gosh, I just I love the ambiance of the season 
uh, I love the memories that the season brings. You know, I miss my mom. I miss my sister. My mom's been passed on for a little over eight years now. My sister's passed on a little over six years now. And this time of season, it brings me mixed emotions. It brings me joy because I enjoy the holiday season. I've already got in my queue different movies that I want to watch to bring in the season. I've already watched some movies. And then the not so good part of it is missing my mom and missing my sister and what they brought to the table and being the baby, being the baby girl and having that bond with my mother. Uh, She was my bestie. Anybody that is close to me know that we were thick as thieves, as well as my sister that passed. We were thick as thieves. You know, you always have those ones that are closer. Although it's nine of us now, you know, my other three sisters, they share a bond together that I possibly couldn't understand. But then my mom and my late sister, we shared a bond together that they probably possibly couldn't understand. There's all love there, but you know, you just have those ones that you click with the most, that you connect with the most and you know unfortunately you know the two that I really really clicked with the most have passed on but they're deep in my heart and sometimes I chuckle like I did this past Thanksgiving holiday while I was preparing my meal on Wednesday and my daughter was here. She enjoyed in, she joined in the festivities. Actually, I was cooking for her. She was doing her very first potluck at her job and at her house. So I was showing her how to prepare some things. And it just brought back memories of me being in the kitchen with my mother and learning in my 20s and in my 30s and helping out and the late Wednesday night conversations and the phone ringing off the hook, uh, different relatives, whether it be a cousin, a sister, an aunt, a brother, what y'all cooking, what y'all doing. So I miss the ambiance of that. Or, you know, even after my mom passed, just being at my sister's house, cooking at her house, cooking for her family and changing up the flow a little bit to feel a little bit closer to my mom. And then when she passed away, my sister, um, things just changed. And, you know, life life does what it does. It, it goes on. And, you know, I thought that since I had lost those two, that I would start a tradition of my own and do it with my two daughters and my son at that particular time uh, all three of them were still in the home and um, either young adults that had graduated or on their way to graduate. And unbeknownst to me, all the things that I had in my head that I wanted to do to start my own tradition, my kids decided to move away. Baby girl is still here, but she has her own life, working two jobs and her music career. So time for her is like time for me. 
at that age. At that age, you're finding yourself and you're moving on and, you know, you're creating your own traditions and you're trying to find your way through life. So we can't take that away from our young ones because our parents didn't take those experiences away from us. But what we can do is we could try to make the best of it. And that's where your girl is at. I'm trying to make the best of what I had in my head as an idea of what my future would look like during the holidays. And so that's where the sadness and the joy comes in at. I have the memories, the joy that's in my heart. But the sadness is, you know, wishing that you could have that conversation, that one more conversation. I wouldn't say last conversation. Just being able to pick up that phone and have that conversation. I think that's what I miss the most about those two. However, moving into the future, you know, I'm bonding more with the three sisters that I still have here as well as my brothers. I mean, we are far and in between as well. Everybody has their own lives, but we're making the most of new technology. We're doing, you know, the FaceTime thing. Like, I talked to my baby brother. I don't know, gosh, it's been a couple years since I talked to him because he's always on the road. He's a truck driver. Um, Making the most out of just fellowshipping with cousins, nieces, nephews, and, you know, my new, my newfound family, you know, the podcast, the show, uh, my listeners, and just, you know, trying to make it do what it do over here. (laughs) So guys, I, you know, that's how I've been pouring into myself, and I hope you guys have still been pouring it into yourself, being the gardener, of your own story, of your own life, planting those seeds and putting that fertilizer over top of it. You know, it's been a year now since we had that conversation, and I'm hoping that the ones that have held on tight to the show, I hope you guys have taken away something from it. I hope I added something to your life. That's the whole purpose of doing the show was giving back to my community. Um, Talking about some of my experiences, getting into the community and bringing some wonderful things to the show. Maybe some information that you had no idea that was out there and sharing my experiences. So this time last year, I was like a fish in water and I still feel that way you know I've developed a a sound that sometimes I like and sometimes I don't like you know um I've added the morning inspirations which is a great part of my spiritual journey and a great part of my healing you know morning inspirations you know that I do on Monday Wednesday and Fridays you know What can I say about that part other than I never thought that I would be here uh, when I was starting this show? I knew that I wanted to incorporate God in everything that I did because without him, I wouldn't even be here. I wouldn't be talking. I wouldn't have opened up and I would have still been carrying a lot of things, a lot of baggage around 
with me. So I am glad that I invited um, God back into my life, Jesus Christ back into my life. That has been a great journey. You know, the morning inspirations is where I'm in my zone. And I love spending that time with my Heavenly Father and getting into His Word and bringing it to my audience, you know, whether it's one person, 12 people, 22 people, so far so good. Sometimes it's at high highs, sometimes it's at low lows, but you know, it's my personal um, experience, it's my personal journey, it's my personal healing, it's my personal relationship with our Heavenly Father and I had asked him in the beginning to guide me and direct me in this path where I was wanting to go. I know that I'm a talkative person. I know that I don't have a whole lot of people in my immediate circle, especially when it comes to having female friends. And I was feeling a bit lonely and I felt like I had a lot to say. And I asked him to be with me when I started this journey. You know, I started out, you know, asking people to come along on this journey with me. And for one reason or another, that didn't happen. And I decided to, you know, get over that fear that I was operating out of and do it by myself. And I've had moments of regret. I've had moments of clarity. I've had moments where I fumbled and I have had proud moments uh, like the one I just had. You know, I did a magazine back in August um, and I finally just got the print from that in the mail. So it reminded me of all of my accomplishments, where I started from, where I would like to go. It put that in perspective for me. It put it in a place for me where, you know, now I know that this is something that I want to do. This is something that I would love to see go mainstream. And I don't think I was thinking like that before Um, I pondered it. We all ponder it, especially in this uh, podcasting world. But it's also difficult because you have a lot of different unique sounds, a lot of different topics, uh, a lot of people that are going to be feeling you, a lot of people that's not going to be feeling what you have to say. You got people that's going to take issue with something that you might say. You got people that's going to take issue with the way that you run your show. And then you have those moments where you have people that's right there in your corner rooting for you, leaving you positive comments that you can you can pin on any of your platforms and giving you five-star ratings, people you didn't even know that was listening to your show. So those moments you grab onto and it becomes proud moments and you try to be as authentic as you can. And for me, I use it as therapy. I use it as trying to be transparent without hurting someone's feelings or, you know, putting too much out there. You know, I am a talkative person. I'm a very passionate person. And sometimes 
when I listen back to my stuff, I feel like that maybe I could have pulled back a little bit. And then sometimes I feel like I didn't give enough to get my point across. So it's trial and error. It's trial and error in this world. And, you know, I thank God for it. I thank God for it because where I was operating out of not being as transparent as I wanted to be and being in survival mode and starting this remake of me and the path that I wanted to be on and trying to be true to myself, this podcast showed me that I could open up. I could do something that I thought that was impossible and that's to share my views, share my voice with a community of people. And it also showed me that, you know, I do have a handful of people that's rooting for my well-being. And I don't know if, for me, that means a lot. For me, that means a lot. I'm trying not to overthink that last comment because I have a lot of voices that go on in my head um, at all times. You know, a lot of people that's close to me or something I may have heard um, that make me think about some of the things that I say, some of the things, uh, some of the topics that I present. And then I start warring with myself. And when I start warring with myself like that, I don't feel like I'm being my authentic self. I don't think, I don't feel like I'm being as transparent as I can be. And, you know, it starts becoming a mess. So I just feel like, you know, in this journey of doing the show, I do want to be as transparent as I possibly know how to be without being a fraud, uh, but also not putting a lot out there on the lot of people in your business. It becomes messy, and people want to pick it apart. And that's even in your personal relationship uh, with your friends, with your family, even sometimes with your mates. You can say something, and it could go left, And before you know it, you're trying to defend what you said or you're trying to defend your character. So in this thing that we call podcasting, uh, I am trying to be as authentic as I know how to be without oversharing or telling someone else's story. But I do know um, in listening back to some of my past episodes I have gotten really, really passionate about something that I was saying. And sometimes it's like that sting. It's like that uh, you tested the water type thing when you touched the eye to make sure that eye was really plugged in and it burnt your finger. And sometimes when I listen back, I have those moments like, you teetered on the line of offensive but you were passionate about it. However, someone listening on the other end 
may have took offense to that. <laughs> Which brings me to why I've been MIA. You know, I haven't put out an episode on 12th Street Talk Back other than Morning Inspirations since November the 11th. Um, I put out that, that episode. It went okay. It didn't have bad reviews, but it didn't have what I was looking for. And, you know, I think for anybody that has a creative mind, or pick a topic, especially in this business, you look for some type of positive feedback. And I know religion, church, and a lot of that thing, a lot of that stuff that is centered around your spirituality, um, it can get a little sticky. It can get a little sticky when you're talking about faith and and church and what's going on with it, um, I think the title itself, a lot of people shot away from the episode because they thought it was about religion. And I have two different audiences. I have an audience that really enjoy my morning inspirations, but they don't really care about this side of the 12th Street Talkback world. And then I have my audience that enjoy this side of 12th Street Talk Back and really is not in touch or in tune with the spiritual side. So for me in itself, uh, I'm trying to find the balance there. I'm trying to find the balance of, you know, morning inspirations is that's my first love. That's my first relationship um, that's authentic, that's real, that's healing, that brings me joy. And I've been teetering on the side of only doing morning inspirations. Um, And I don't even think that's about finding my niche in that area. I think it's about that's my love. I'm passionate about loving my heavenly father and trying to embrace everything that he wills for my life and wants me to do. Um, I'm enjoying reading the word, getting something out of the word and not just going through life. Um, based on something I heard my mother or my aunt say, you know, actually reading it for myself, developing a friendship and a relationship with our Heavenly Father and being able to talk about it. And that's a great thing for me. I'm passionate about that part of my journey, about my about my healing journey. You know, I've come a long way in the last two years. And I keep emphasizing two years because I've come a long way. I've taken away some stuff that wasn't any good for me in the first place. I've added some things to add value to my healing, my beliefs, and I'm still working on some stuff. You know, we all talk about 
healing. I think that's the big thing now in the black community, in the African-American community. Um, A lot of people are focused on their mental health and their spiritual journey, whether it's uh, walking with your heavenly father or something else. We're all passionate about something that we're trying to bring positive into our lives. And I hate to say it, but I'm working on some stuff. I'm still working on some stuff. And as as it does not feel good to say that I haven't accomplished those things yet, I do understand about myself that I'm a very impatient person. Um, One of the Bible scriptures that I constantly have to remind myself of is letting patience have her perfect works. I'm very anxious. Um, I, I tend to focus on having a positive and good outcome from anything that I do. And I should have learned this a long time ago. And I think I did learn it a long time ago, but I also think that I didn't embrace it a long time ago. So right now I'm learning how to embrace being anxious for nothing and being patient. And it's hard for me to do um, with my creative mind with my go-getter spirit and, you know, just being the fly-by-to-the-seat-of-the-pants kind of gal, you know, getting an idea in my head and actually running with it, you know, that is something that I'm used to doing And some of it has turned out great. And some of it has not turned out so great. So I was thinking about while I was on my little sabbatical from the show. My life and how it's starting to come together. How some of it... I really don't, I still don't care for. And some of it has been wonderful. And I want to hold on constantly to the wonderful parts, as we all do. We all want to hold on to the joy. Nobody wants to go through the parts in our life where it doesn't feel so pleasant or it didn't work out the way that we thought that it would work out. I think that's where I'm at in my life. I'm at a standstill where I do feel like I'm standing in place just marking time. Just marking time. Just I could walk up to a calendar and just X out the day. And uh, That does not feel great for me. It doesn't feel great for me. It doesn't feel great for a person that's used to being a go-getter. 
and now I'm limited in some of the things that I have been able to do in the past. But in the same sense, even though my body is not wanting to cooperate with me on the things that's going on in my head, I'm still in my head trying to figure out how to make that breakthrough, if that makes sense. Trying to figure out what else I can do to get to the finish line. And that's where patience come in at. And that is something that I haven't been able to master was being is is being patient and letting things unfold and not festering so hard on willing all the positive stuff to me that I feel like I deserve in my life but just taking it day by day and trying to accept it and not fall off the handle or not get an idea and run with it I think you know in my life I have done that in the past and I am still doing that That is something that I recognized about myself in the last year. And I've been trying to tame it. I've been trying to tame that urge to act on something that I just thought of on a fly. And I'm trying to train my mind to remember the not so positive outcome of some situations that I acted on but in the same breath I'm trying to not live in my past and not take my past failures as it can't be done I'm also working on No doesn't mean no all the time. It means maybe not right now. Or maybe that was not a good fit. I'm working on listening more to listen, to hear that small, still voice in my relationship with my Heavenly Father and Trying to understand and be okay when he does not move in a certain direction that I prayed about. And it has been, um, it's been challenging. It's been challenging to shift my mind. It's been challenging to move in that unfamiliar territory because I, I was a spoiled brat. Um, I did dote on myself. I had plenty of people that doted on me. And I'm used to kicking and screaming and getting things my way. And now I'm working on controlling that kicking and screaming part of me. 
and being okay with it. And I'm, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. That is a part of me that I'm still working on. I'm still working on being able to understand that it's okay if it didn't happen the way you thought it should happen or things didn't go the way you thought that it should go. But it's okay. It's not the end of the world. And, you know, that's a hard thing to do, guys. That's a, you know, that's a hard thing to do is to not live in your feelings. And I'm a person that has lived in my feelings. I have lived in my feelings my entire life. And I lived in this bubble where I thought everything was supposed to be grand and great. And I've always been the type of person when reality really hit, like when it really hit, it really did shock me. And I think a small part of me is still there. And, and that's a part of me that I really don't want to let go completely because I feel like if I let that go, then I let go of hope. And I'm the type of person I believe anything is possible. All you have to do is try it. All you have to do is try it. Some things may not be for you. Everything may not go your way. But you at least have to try it. So in trying to control my emotions and realize that everything may not go my way, whether I kick or scream, I'm also realizing and controlling those emotions, I don't want to lose the hope part of me. I don't want to lose the kid part of me, the kid, the dreamer, the kid that used to dream about being that teacher or that fireman or that artist or whatever the dream was. But as I get older, reality is just what it is. And I'm learning in my spiritual walk to enjoy the little things, whether it's uncomfortable or not. And I'm learning how to tame my flesh. And I still have moments of breakdowns. I still break down and throw that temper tantrum, whether it be a war inside myself or picking a fight with someone else. But the best thing about it now is I'm able to wheel it back in as soon as I realize that I am acting like that brat that nobody wants to be around. So for me, right now, I'm in a healing space. And when you go through a healing space, you have to go through all of it. You can't just go through the best part of it. You have to go through the rough parts of it, too. Which brings me to, you know, why I jumped on this mic 
this Sunday evening. Finding out myself and finding out what I operate out of. Asking myself different questions. I was riding down the road about two weeks ago on a Saturday, beautiful Saturday afternoon. And I was headed to my local church and I had I heard a show um, that came on after, you know, listening to another show on Spotify. And I almost turned it because I wasn't familiar with that particular creator. And I couldn't get to my phone fast enough to switch my playlist. And I'm kind of glad that I didn't. I'm actually ecstatic that I didn't because I couldn't reach my phone and drive at the same time. The conversation had to play. And I'm a firm believer in... God doing things in the most unusual way. He's never going to do it in the way that you expect it to come. And sometimes that can be nerve-wracking. I got a problem with Big big G on that. (laughs) But the conversation was one that I needed to hear. It was a conversation about healing and your purpose and your spiritual walk and concentrating on yourself. And I think that has been a big part of my journey. I think I'm now in the second phase, the second level of my healing journey, taking responsibility for taking care of myself. Taking responsibility and holding myself accountable for being good to myself, being true to me. And I thought I had it mastered when I first started the journey, but that was only the tip of the ice. There were proud moments in there, especially kicking the alcohol, um, repairing relationships that I contribute to breaking down. But that wasn't the mastering moment. The mastering moment is what I'm going through right now. And it may not even be the mastering moment. But I think I'm on another level where now I'm starting to think about my well-being and what's good and acceptable for me and not thinking about what people think about me. And what people think that I be I should be doing, whether it be family members, friends, and even my mate. I have been so concerned all my life of what people think about me and the way that I present myself to people. And that could be a great thing. 
when you really want the best part of you to be presented to anyone. I don't think anyone walks around not wanting to be the best version of themselves. And most of us have experienced both. Most of us have experienced the best versions of ourselves and the worst versions of ourselves. I am an advocate for saying, you know, God can't use you if you don't have a story. And I have an incredible story as well as an incredible imagination, an incredible will to live, an incredible drive. Not being, I have no boundaries when it comes to trying something new that is going to be beneficial to my life, something that's going to add value to my life. Unfortunately, I've gone about it in the wrong way sometimes. So this new level that I'm on, I'm searching myself. And when I came across that podcast and that conversation, guys, I had to immediately pull over after being 15 minutes in it. And at that time, I thanked God that I carry a notebook around in my pocketbook, you know, for church notes or whatever. And I pulled out my little notebook and my pen and I didn't take notes on the podcast and the conversation as they were having the conversation I started to write down questions that I needed answers for from me not answers from my mate not answers from my children not answers from my family but these are questions that I need answers for that only I can supply the answer. So, I wrote these questions down, and when I got home, I counted them up, and it was 13 questions. And I started to put them in order, because they weren't they weren't in a particular order. I was just writing down stuff that I wanted to answer for myself. And as I started to read them, I said to myself, self, you need to put these in order. You need to put them in order that makes sense for you to be able to answer them. Think about them. How is it going to help you? Or even if it need if it's something that needs to be answered at all. Well, all 13 of them needed to be answered. And I'm answering them. That is what I've been spending time doing, searching myself. The first one that needed to be answered was what do you operate out of? Victoria, why are you so scared to do certain things? Do you operate out of love or do you operate out of fear? So the researcher in me, 
I Googled that question. <laughs> I Googled the question. And I just added more chaos to what I was already thinking. So I went back to the drawing board because I got the theological answer. But I still didn't answer the question for me. And although what I read said, you have to pick one. You have to pick one. You have to figure out which one you operate out of. For me, I was like, I operate out of both. I operate out of love and I operate out of fear. But then I had to put it into a category because it doesn't make sense. Like you, it it didn't make sense. And I operate out of love when it comes to my personal life. When it comes to my personal life, I operate out of love. When it comes to my professional life, I operate out of fear. But the bulk of what I do, I operate out of love. But here's the kicker. I'll show everybody else the love that I don't show to myself, that I don't give back to myself. And that broke me down. That made me feel horrible that I don't show myself the same love that I show to other people. I don't give myself the benefit of the doubt that I give to other people. And even now, talking about it, I'm getting a little teary because I'm still working on how to show myself that love. For some reason, I guess I don't feel like I deserve to love myself like that. And I have to take accountability for 100% of the situations that I have gotten myself into because I went looking for love in all the wrong places. I kept looking for love from people and their actions. And I wasn't loving myself and people can see that. People can see when you don't have enough love for yourself. That's where the taking advantage comes in to play. People can see when you don't have enough lo- when you don't love yourself people can see when you're looking for love so i i'm working on flipping that thing around so for the last 2 weeks i've been pondering that question Although there's 13 of them, I want to take my time and work on each one of them and apply it to my life. 
And this is a big one. It's a big one learning how to forgive yourself and love yourself. I don't, I can't speak on the behalf of everybody else. And I know, you know, that is something I've been doing in my show and even in my personal and professional life, speaking on other people's stuff. But for me, this is a huge deal. Learning how to love myself indefinitely. Learning how to love myself in an extraordinary way. And blocking out all the noise. And one of the realizations I came to is I surrounded myself with people that said they loved me. And that may be true. They may have had love for me. But they also were still trying to dictate who I should be, how I should walk, how I should talk, and what I should be doing. And when it did not work out for them, then it was almost like they would chastise me and I would snap back to the person that they wanted me to be just to make them feel good. And I thought I was okay with that, but I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay with being someone else to accommodate the people that I surrounded myself with. I'm not okay with that. And that made me think about I'm loving people and their opinions more than I'm loving myself. And I need to pour a little bit back into me. In fact, I need to pour a whole bucket of it back into me. So it's great that I'm going on this spiritual journey with my Heavenly Father and and finding that friendship that He is ready, available to give to each and one of us. Each each one of us. I, I never get that right. Each one of us. But I'm learning to love myself that it's okay to make a mistake. It is okay that, you know, people may not agree with your decision. It's okay not to fit in their world to make them comfortable. But if it does not make you feel comfortable, if it does not make you feel authentic, you don't have to do that. You don't have to participate. And it's okay. Because that means you're loving yourself more than you're loving the outside world and the noise and the chitter chatter. And it doesn't matter who it comes from. It doesn't matter what they expect. You cannot pour out love to someone else if you don't love yourself from the inside out. 
So this is going to be a big challenge in my level two of going through my healing. No, I didn't get it right. No, I didn't master it. And yes, it sounded good in my season one and my season two and and trying to tell women how to love on their self, but I did not have the right recipe. I gave them the part of me that I had conquered the desire not to use a substance to get through life. And that was great. That was great. And if I was able to be a helpmate to somebody, if that information was able to help someone stop abusing a substance, great. I was able to pour back into myself and go on this spiritual journey and seek guidance from my heavenly father and get back into church and get into my word and 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 not um say things that I heard my older my seasoned family say because they were Christians but actually learn it for myself and I can say the same thing for being in my marriage with a man that that his spiritual journey is very important to him. His relationship with God is very important to him. That part of it, I was able to start, and I'm still doing it. So that's not complete, guys. I'm still able to figure out how it applies to my life and not just what someone is saying Well, the word says this, the word says that, but I'm actually able to read it and apply it to my life and figure out which ones that I can handle, which ones that I can handle at that particular moment and that particular season in my life. So no, I didn't have it right. I had it right about pouring back into yourself and being the gardener of your own story. That was absolutely right. And I started getting rid of all the things that wasn't adding any value to my life. So now I'm on the journey of healing. And it hit me like a turn of bricks when I realized that I have not been showing myself any love. I've been so busy trying to pour it out and give it away and and give back to my community and pour into my children and pour into my husband and pour into my family and fix this and fix that and act a certain way and be a certain way and don't do this, don't say that, God forbid, don't do this. You can't do that around this person. You can't say this around that person. And I've been so busy in... I've been so busy operating out of being intentional to be everything that I could be for someone else that I wasn't intentional on loving myself. Operating out of fear that I'm not accepted. Operating out of fear that I have to be what someone else needs. 
but pouring out all the love that I have inside of me, trying to get someone else's attention or be all that I could be for someone else instead of doing that for myself. Yeah, I looked myself in the mirror and had a pep talk a couple years ago and decided I was gonna make some changes for the better. But I did not start loving myself back in that moment. And maybe that's not the way it was supposed to go. Maybe I had to go on this spiritual journey with my Heavenly Father to realize what love's really look, love really looks like. Like, you know, we all heard the story. We all know the reason for the season, whether it be Christmas and, and, and Jesus being born or Easter uh, resurrection. We've all heard the story. And, and we all apply it to our life in some way. We're all respectful of it. We all have a spiritual walk with our Heavenly Father. But when you really sit down to really think about how he really died for us and how he really loved us, going on this journey and picking up my word and digesting it for me made me realize that I don't show myself the same love that my heavenly father showed us when he got nailed to that cross. And two weeks ago, when I had that epiphany, when that podcast came on that I desperately wanted to change, I'm glad that I didn't have access to grab my phone in that minute to change the station. Because as I pulled over and parked, when I finished writing out all the questions that I needed to answer, I looked up in the sky and I was like, God, you're amazing. But what I saw made tears run down my face. The sky was so blue and the clouds were strategically placed that I was able to capture the most beautiful picture. And if any of you guys follow me on 12th Street Talk Back Facebook or TikTok, I put that picture up there with the capture of God's beauty as the tears roll down my face. And even I think even in that moment, I did not realize that he was still showing me things about myself. As much as I want to give back to my community, as much as I want to be that perfect wife, that best friend, that good sister, I still got a long way to go. And it's great that I've embraced the love of God in my life. But now it's time for me to embrace the love 
for myself. Because I am a walking, talking miracle. But just saying the words mean nothing if you don't know it deep down inside in your heart. So that's the part that I'm fixing. I'm fixing. And I don't know how long it's going to take to fix it. But the best part about it is... It added a newfound joy to have something else to work on. I know it's probably going to be tough. I know it's probably going to be hard. Even in the process of starting to do this. And it's only been a few days. Some of the decisions that I may have to make. It's going to have to be out of love for myself. And thinking about them doesn't feel good. Put them in action. I know it's not going to feel good. But I am so happy that God opened my eyes to the fact, Victoria, you know what? You got to love you. Okay, it's a good thing that you want to pour back into your community and you want to show all this love and you want to be helpful and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. This long laundry list of stuff that your little brain made up and start working on and the compassion that you've seen and then the then being irritated with the things that you you, you know you you thinking about in your black community but you have got to pour back into yourself you have got to start loving yourself you have to love yourself so i'm excited about being able to love on myself And I am so thankful and grateful that he showed me that not too long ago, what, a week or two ago, that I really wasn't in love with myself. So I'm thankful for that, as well as, you know, when I got up to say my prayer on Thanksgiving Day. It wasn't like my normal everyday prayer. Because we all have something that we're thankful for. We're thankful for the breath in our body that he breathes in our body every day. We're thankful for his grace and mercy. But I genuinely was in my prayer room thanking God that he saved me. From the abuse of alcohol that he saved me and I was able to repair relationships but most of all I was thankful that he's showing me that I need to love myself I need to throw caution to the wind and stop being so safe 
Stop being so safe. Playing it safe. And throw caution to the wind and love myself. And work on just that. Work on my no being no and my yes being yes. Especially if it means loving myself. So I hope you guys go on this journey with me. Who knew um, as I was pondering whether I was going to stop doing this part of the show and just concentrate on my morning inspirations. Let me touch on that for a minute. That is my spiritual journey. And I started morning inspirations to put something positive out there as well as always keep God at the forefront of my life. Always putting him forefront. And then it elevated into something else as I thought about it. Why not share my love of God and his word with possibly an audience of people that never even picked up the Bible. So it is not for me. I'm not trying to teach anybody anything. I am just reading scripture and giving my take on it in this world that we live in today and how we could actually think about what actually went on in the biblical days and take away something of value or maybe a lesson something today that we grumble about or not grateful for so that that that's a big part of why I wanted to do morning inspirations because I wanted God to always be forefront in the front of anything that I did in my life and especially with the podcast I wanted to be able to share our Heavenly Father with the world but I did not want to do it in a minister type way although Like I said on my last episode, yeah, I've gotten ordained. But that is not my passion. That is not my desire. I did it because I am studying the word. I'm still studying the word. Even after I got ordained, there's still so much more to be opened up to me probably for the rest of my life. But we do live in a world that sometimes in certain situations, people want you to have that piece of paper behind you. And as I'm venturing off in some of the other areas in my life, that certificate, that piece of paper, it is going to be required in certain areas. Do I like it? No. Back in the day when I grew up, you know, As long as you came up under a minister or a bishop, then there were certain places that you can move in the church, whether it be a deacon or a deaconess. 
But we live in a society where everybody wants a document for something. And I'm going to leave that right there where it's at. But I don't, and I, I felt it necessary to explain why I do morning inspirations. Not because I want somebody to deem me, you know, a minister or this or that. I do it because of the love that I have in my heart for my Heavenly Father, Jesus Christ. And I do it because it means a lot to me as I continue to walk through this life. I don't do it to push it off on anybody that does not desire to have a relationship with God. But I do it in hopes of my story or something that I might say that I've read and maybe maybe stop and make you think but I don't do it to be pushy or offensive so I kind of wanted to clear that up on that but moving on anywho you know I'm glad that I decided to come on today you know we took a break from church today with the holidays and just having so many moving parts and doing so many different things. Um, We took a break and also, you know, I hadn't been on in a while and I was trying to figure out if this is something that I did want to share, if this is something that I wanted to share on the show or if it's something that I wanted to do by myself. And I don't think that God puts us in any positions where we can't share, where somebody can't at least receive something out of it. Not for a pat on the back, but maybe it may be be able to help someone. I'm still in help mode, even though I recognize that I need to pour back some of that love into myself. Maybe talking about it on the show will help somebody else recognize that they need to love their self a little bit more than what they have been. And then it may be a time where I'm not going to talk about it. Maybe it may be a situation where I'm going through something that I don't want to share. But as much as I start to figure out on my own with this list, these 13 questions that I need to answer. I'll try to be as transparent and authentic as I possibly can. So with that being said, peace and blessings to you all. I thank you for listening to the show. My all but rambling, but the realness of it the realness of it and you know moving forward I hope that you guys continue to listen I hope you continue to take something out of it and please feel free to go over to 12streettalkback.com and leave me a message if you want to be a part of the show fill out the intake form I'm taking gas for Queen's Table Talk 2020-24. Um, 
and I'm almost teetering on maybe doing a holiday show. You just never know. I don't know. Um, but I do know it will return in 2024. But if there, uh, if it comes together, I had someone ask me about it, about doing a holiday show. Um, and we'll see how that takes place. But I'm not going to, you know, beg people to come on to the show. I think that, you know, I've been doing a lot of that too. Waiting and, and begging and asking and not getting any response or getting a response and no follow through. So I think I'm just going to let the chips fall where they may with that one. But it is a great concept. I'm not going to give up on the concept. I might just have to change the direction and the tactic, the way, you know, I need to find the right fit or the right group of women for that particular episode because the the concept was to have different women and different opinions and not just women in the podcast world. But unfortunately, your girl don't have a whole lot of girlfriends. I have one girlfriend, one. Because me and women, we've always been like oil and water and I've been trying so hard to fix that. But that may not be in the cards for you, girl. And it may not be because it's something I said or done. It may be that, you know, some people are who they are. Some people are just who they are. And that's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day that I am going to tap into. Because I am feeling a type of way about that. But hit us up on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. Buzzhorn. If you don't have the internet and you got a cell phone, Buzzhorn, we got a 1-800 number. You can call the 1-800 number and you can listen with the 1-800 number. And feel free to support the show. You know, that's still out there. I haven't mentioned that in a while, but we are, Spotify is our hosting platform right now. And you can support the show as as little as 99 cents a month. I had people supporting. And then for some reason or another, uh, they couldn't get charged. And I had to bring it to their attention. And, and some of them immediately corrected it. And some of them said, you know what? It just wasn't in the budget anymore. But I still listen to the show. So support, whether you're supporting by leaving a comment or supporting by monetary value, that is a great thing. That is a great thing. So I thank you, thank you so much for allowing me to take up your Sunday evening or your Sunday night, or it might be another day of the week that you're listening to this. But I hope that I gave you something that you can take away from it. And pray my strength. Pray my strength because I think that falling in love with myself is going to be a journey. Because that's something that I'm not used to doing. And it's gonna be it's gonna be a ride. It's gonna be a ride. So peace and blessings to you all until next time.